Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. They say... I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to a very hollow episode of Hysteria 51. Want me to play hollow by Alice in Chains? No, thanks. I think I can do without being sued. <laughs> Welcome back, P.S., as you're immediately uh, trying to get us uh, in, in trouble. Broadcasting <laughs> from the lower fourth dimension, also known as Chicago, with a layover in parts unknown Colorado. We are your hosts and lead pole explorers this week. Hey, can we maybe not refer to me as a pole explorer? <laughs> No particular reason. Is it because? All right, right, enough. We are your lead Hollow Earth guides this week, then. Lame. I'll take it. I'm David Flora. He's Brent Hand. The other two you've heard from are Conspiracy Bot and Kyle. Cheese muffins. I built Seabot to help research and edit the show, and all he does is drink and kill stray cats. And plot my eventual ruling of this planet. It's a living. And he built Kyle, who thankfully is harmless, not a bit annoying. Speaking of annoying, did you see the uh, new Weird Al movies coming out on the Roku channel? Oh, is this is so? Last week you were talking about a, a remake of a movie with Daniel Radcliffe. Now it's Weird Al who Daniel Radcliffe is playing. Uh, I'm excited. I, uh, you know, I I don't know if I call it annoying. I'm interested to see it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. Not. Uh, it's. I'm excited, <laughs> and I also love that it's like a parody of the entire thing. You know, Weird Al was never like a drinker. He didn't party in this. He's like a hard drinking, drug using partier and stuff like that. It looks hilarious to me. No, it looks great. I, I think I'm gonna <laughs> give it a shot because um, Weird Al is not annoying. Um, no, 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 no. He, I think uh, people are upset because it's annoying that it's coming out on the Roku channel because that's um that is annoying. You know, uh, that's one more channel to have to. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, I was, but yeah, Roku, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyway, you know, it's, uh, I guess maybe they, they pump out a few more things like this that people really want to see. And now it's going to be like, you have to have the Roku channel first weird Al, then like Charles Nelson Riley. I don't know. It's someone of that kind of (laughs) caliber and I'm going to be tuning in. I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) It's, it's strange times we live in for sure. (laughs) Like there are the, the streaming services have really upended a lot of 
you know, nature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the, where Shadows in the Desert is going to land. Like, mm. I'm saying all this, we're going to get picked up by Roku, and it's like, well. <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but I love the Roku channel. <laughs> love <laughs> the Roku channel. Little did you know, yeah, it's they're doing a double feature of Shadows in the Desert and Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night. Man, what a lineup. There you go. I'd be honored. Uh, speaking of lining up, people line up for pole holes. I don't know if you know that or not. Pole hole? Pole hole. Don't you have to pay a toll to get into that <laughs> pole's hole? <laughs> <laughs> the, the boy's hole? <laughs> that, that boy's soul. You got you to gotta enunciate there, Frank. <laughs> got to play the troll toll if you want to get in that boy's hole. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, That's right, kids, though. It is another Hollow Earth leak on Hysteria 51, but not just any Hollow Earth theory. We are talking one John Cleves Sims Jr. and the Sims theory of concentric spheres, among other things. But, yeah, the, the Sims theory of concentric spheres and... All the others who took the theory and ran with it because that's what you do with a theory, much like a maneuver. You take it and run with it. Um, not only except did, for the Riker maneuver, which you take it and sit with it. <laughs> well, you sit, but you you lunge over it with one leg uh, <laughs> over the back of, and then sit. It's you know you'll learn, you'll understand. <laughs> not only did old Johnny Boy have a badass name, he also said he had the key to getting our asses into said hollow earth through you guessed it we said it a little bit ago pole holes ah they're not just for fun they're also for well i mean entry exit that's you know you do with them as you please tell us about one captain john cleve sims jr please sure sir dateline november 5th 1780 Mm. johnny boy is born in new jersey (laughs) new jersey outside of a wawa (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> captain john Birthed by the am- jersey devil himself <laughs> <laughs> right after shooting out of mother leads <laughs> sorry she was his 14th baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah he but- was her 14th baby <laughs> <laughs> she was her uh it's you know whatever. you don't hear about about it because after the 13th one things kind of yeah went to hell. yeah he was overshadowed so to speak so captain john was an american army officer Trader and lecturer. Mm-hmm. Tra- he traded. He wasn't a traitor. <laughs> trader, a trader, not traitor. <laughs> right. And these uh, the these TED talks were <laughs> for his eighteen eighteen variant of the Hollow Earth theory. Mm. In eighteen eighteen, yeah. Uh, yeah, Johnny Boy introduced the concept of openings to the inner world at the poles. Hashtag truth. Right. Right. We all know that. I mean, that's a given. Yeah, the, there's cer- certain things that carry their own hashtag. You don't have to point it out. But before we. It's <laughs> true. Hashtag truth. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, before we get to the truths, he was spitting as conspiracy bot claims. Uh, let's talk about his background. Yeah. His mother leadless background. John mm-hmm. John was the son of Thomas and Mercy Sims. Mercy's a hell of a name. That is just a fun it, one. <laughs> that that was when they had the great names of the time: Mercy, mm-hmm. Prudence, yep. Constance, um, co- Cotton Ball. I don't know. Um, <laughs> cabbage John. <laughs> oh, uh, Cabbage John. Only my father calls me Cotton Ball. My re- you can call me Cotton Mathers. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, Guten Tag. <laughs> he was he was named after his uncle John Cleve Sims, who was a delegate to the Continental Congress, a colonel in the Revolutionary War, Chief Justice of New Jersey, father-in-law of U.S. President William Henry Harrison. Yes, that William Henry Harrison. <laughs> The one that died in the tub? Is that the one? <laughs> or died of pneumonia? One of the two. One he died. of the two. Right, right, right. Okay, spoiler alert. He's dead. He's dead. Uh, pioneer in the settlement and development of the Northwest Territory and world sit-up champion of the 18th century. Man, <laughs> what a CV. <laughs> that dude was banging on all cylinders for real. Like, that is a hefty shadow to have to live inside. I no wonder he goes, I know how to get to the hollow earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, um, that's the only way I'm going to be able to top him. So I'm going to get you to the hollow earth period. Full Jeez stop. Louise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, John Cleve Sims, what yeah. a patriot, all that. He must've been super rich. Uh, anyway, Sims received a good common English education <laughs> all in quotes. So, yeah. you know, do, do with that info what you will. <laughs> That's what everyone always said. Everywhere I, uh, you know, we looked, received a good common English education, full stop. I mean, common at the time to a degree now, you could argue, is not, not a good thing. <laughs> it's, it's like, this is average. So maybe that's what they, maybe he's like, we didn't do any highfalutin, uh, um, what, what's in, uh, uh, I'm not about to learn uh, how to Princeton. read and write. Uh, yeah, we did. We didn't send him to Princeton, even though we're right next door. Um, we we gave him a, a public education. That's right. We sent him through the meat grinder like everybody else. Mm, meat grinding. Anyway, <laughs> so and he was taught how to grind meat. <laughs> On March 26, 1802, at the age of 22, he obtained a commission as an ensign in the U.S. Army, thanks to, I don't know, his uncle. Right, Maybe the fact that his uncle was uh, the the patriotist patriot that ever padded his riot. Damn it, Wesley. (laughs) He's not that kind of ensign, not exactly the same. Ensign Crusher. (laughs) Shut up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. I said, uh, damn it, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Right, right, right. He was commissioned into the 1st Infantry Regiment and was promoted to 2nd Lieutenant on May 1st, 1804, and then to 1st Lieutenant on July 29, 1807, took him a while, and Mm. to Captain on January 20th, 1813. Wow. Hell yeah. So he's moving up ranks, man. Yeah, he's a... Yeah. So, and uh, you know what? He was no PU55Y. In 1807, he fought a pistol duel with one Lieutenant... Marshall, that's that's something that went out of of favor, and I'm ready for it to come back. Just you know, <laughs> the, the duel fight fight someone over your good name with a pistol duel. I'm surprised that that's not legal in Texas and Florida. <laughs> At least right Texas, now. right? Well, Florida, yeah. I don't think it needs to be legal. It's just it's frowned upon. <laughs> this. This happens. It's just that people are, are cowards. They don't face one person. They have to take out, you know, multiple. But well, uh, and, and duels in Florida are fought with gators. That's the way it's. Uh, yeah, gator gator slaps. Bring your fighting gator. <laughs> High noon. I also like the name Lieutenant Marshall. It's kind of like Captain <laughs> Sheriff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Anyways, Sims took one on his wrist. Marshall was hitting his thigh. Ooh. And then after having. Uh, 
uh, relieved their their differences through lead, they became friends. Never leave an enemy alive. Write that down. That might be, uh, well, I mean, obviously these guys made it through, so sometimes when you don't kill them, you know what they say, if you can't beat them, join them, then they joined each other in <laughs> friendship, and that is all that matters. Friendship. I almost said That's, my friend to him, but I didn't want to say that. Friendship, my friend, uh, didn't seem right. Didn't feel right. That's that's what's really inside the earth. It was friendship all along. It was friendship all along. That and mole people. <laughs> <laughs> but but a lot of friendship. They are very friendly. They just have a bad rap. They're very friendly, but they're also blind. Yeah. So, you know, you, you might... Uh, there might be some instances of uh, miscommunication, but hilarity will ensue, so it's all good. Uh, mole people, mole people. <laughs> right next to their crab people, crab people. <laughs> Taste like crab, talk like people. <laughs> On Christmas Day, 1808, Sims married Marianne Lockwood, a widow with six fucking children. Yeah, man, that Damn. dude was a saint. And he raised all of them alongside his own children by Mary. He was so a that's then. nice. Yeah. Then he fought in the War of eighteen twelve uh, during the siege of Fort Erie, all the way until being honorably discharged on June fifteenth, eighteen fifteen. That's pretty uh, good, man. He was in there for years. He was. You know, he so, was. Yeah. yeah. When 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 did he get in there? Eighteen oh two. I think. Yeah. Eighteen oh two. So uh, yeah, thirteen years in the militois. So, you know, when you get out, time to start a new chapter. Yeah. Did you ever find out why he was discharged? Probably after the, the war was over, I would assume. And so, like, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I just found where he was, you know, honorably discharged. Or maybe he was ready, uh, you know, to to move on. Yeah, I just wonder if, if he wanted, if he made the choice or they did. Right. Maybe they were like, dude, you keep talking about the earth being hollow. We can't have this. <laughs> oh, man. No. We're just we're starting not. to have an army. <laughs> Like, we're still in the baby state. We don't want people making fun of us like, <laughs> France. <laughs> <laughs> don't How dare France you, sir? Here. How dare you? We need to settle Sacre this with bleu. a duel. We need to settle this with a duel. Grab your fighting gator. <laughs> the earth, she is allow. <laughs> uh, so then he moved to St. Louis, which mm-hmm. was uh, a frontier settlement. Yeah, this is old time. time. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, Went into business as a trader, as we mentioned before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't the best, so he moved to Kentucky. <laughs> Every story we cover has something to do with Kentucky, I swear to God. I just like that he was a failure, so he moved to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah, you can't that in the uh, frontier settlement of St. Louis, <laughs> maybe try Kentucky. <laughs> uh Kentucky had just won its statehood in 1792 so mm-hmm. it was fresh on uh, mm-hmm. fresh fresh on the map but uh, after he failed as a traitor or while he did it he was still contemplating the rings of Saturn mm-hmm. and developing his theory of the hollow earth Yeah they said he like would look at that and be like hmm they look like concentric rings and I wonder what I could learn from that and then he was just like aha I know <laughs> you know and that became like his lifelong passion. And what we're focusing on this week is that's right. sometimes you just look at something in the sky and go, I bet that's here, but different. <laughs> but that's here. You just can't see it. Yeah. Therefore, it's underground. We wanted to give you his backstory. So that's kind of the, the backstory done because that's important. I love backstories of these dudes. It's- <laughs> Not to be confused with back fat or back straps. 
or you know Canadian bacon or Google's uh, original name back rub. Was it really? It's gross. Look it up. (laughs) I like a back rub. Hey, back rub. What's a good recipe for? (laughs) Not quite the same. I've told you not to call me that, Brent. I told you not to call me that, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) If you insist, my lady. Shut up, Wesley. (laughs) All right. So we're headed to break. When we come back, it's finally Hollow Earth time. We're going to get to the nitty gritty or into those concentric rings into the earth. That's coming up from the break on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, it's like. What are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I 
I declare the earth is hollow and habitable. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. He, remember, wait, he was from New Jersey. This is right up your alley. Oh, uh, I declare the earth is hollow and habitable within, <laughs> containing a number of solid concentric circles, one within the other, because that's fucking concentric. And that is open at the poles, 12 or 16 degrees. I From pledge 1230 afternoon to 11 at night. <laughs> I pledge my life in support of this truth and I'm ready to explore the hollow if the world will support and aid me in my undertaking. John Cleve Sims Jr. Sim circular number one, because every good theory needs a fucking pamphlet. We've told you on here yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> if you want to get anything done. Print yourself a pamphlet. Or a circular, as you know, he called it. But you get the point, right? You and know? never forget the Colt 45. <laughs> so, in that early 1800s, little was known about the North and South Poles or the Earth's core. We were still, you know, uh, science was not what it is now, nor will, you know, <laughs> nor science now really? what it was. Who knows? Who knows? You know. Really? You mean <laughs> just bloodletting and... Uh oh! I, uh oh! Bring me my I'm, leech. I'm and gonna a work ghost. on this body and then go straight into working <laughs> on that other body after lunch without and washing my hands. I'll give you a shave. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe trim up your sides a little bit. Yeah. So this other dude, Edmund Haley of Haley's Comet, uh, was believed to be the first to speculate on existence of the Hollow Earth in this uh, what we're gonna call a scientific manner. He thought the planet was a series of nested spherical shells, like. Russian nesting dolls. He literally thought it was just one on top of the other, all spinning in different directions while surrounding a central core. So that's what he thought. And he, Haley, he noticed that the Earth's magnetic field is rather unpredictable with its line shifting from year to year, as we know it does. The 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 pole shift, uh, you know, not shift, like we're not uh, a full shift, but the lines do move about. And um, you guessed it. He thought hollowness was to blame. So it's not just, you know, because of the earth's core moving and blah, blah, blah. No, it's, it's hollow. It's hollow. Hmm. And he believed that we're standing on the outermost shell with uh, at least, but probably three concentric, concentric shells within. And uh, it's the poles of these inner shells that throw off our magnetic field. Because they're moving and ours is moving and they cross each other. And, you know, you put magnets around one another and they bing, 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 you know, and they shoot all <laughs> over the place. And it just makes sense, right? Oh, look, sure. a comet. <laughs> sure. The earth is bing, bang, booming all, yeah. all around the uh, pinball machine that is our solar system. That's right. And just for good measure, he also, Haley, claimed that there is undoubtedly life flourishing deep down there because he just felt it in his heart, I guess. Um uh, and it's out there, and that's not lost on Haley. Tell us what he wrote about in 1692. In 1692, he said, If I shall seem to advance anything that looks like extravagant or romantic, the reader is desired to suspend his censure till he have considered the force and number of the many arguments which concur to make good so new and so bold a supposition. Uh, in other words, um, I'm saying this and you need to believe it. <laughs> like, he didn't really say much there. He, he's, he's like, I did my research. That's yeah. what he's saying in this. Right, he's like, right. I watched YouTube and. 
<laughs> yeah, YouTube actually. The, the YouTube, yeah, it's YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so we said he was the first to speculate, but the idea was not even new then. And we're talking about in the 1600s. It appears in folklore the world over, not to mention elsewhere in Europe in the Haley's time even. So there's this German cat named. Um, how do you say that name? Um. Th- Athen Athensius Kircher? Athen Athensius, yeah, I guess. Athensius Kircher, I believe. And um he published Mundus Subterraneus, which sounds like a John Waters movie. Uh, <laughs> not to be confused with Mondo Trasho that he made, but uh that was in sixteen sixty four. And in this uh wonderful non pamphlet, he he claimed the earth contained a central fire. Kind of true. If you think about the core. Uh, and vast underground lakes and lava chambers, both of those are kind of true. Uh, but then he said at the North Pole is a gaping vortex that sucks water down to the central fire where it's heated and expelled to the South Pole <laughs> because reasons. And there is the <laughs> earth is just a big worm. Yeah. And it's got a hole and a waterfall. It's a lot of fun. It's like Action Park. Traction park, you know, <laughs> these types of theories were all over the place, but we're not here to talk about all. We're here to talk about Sims theory and those concentric spheres. I mean, we could go forever when someone was talking about it, but Sims, um, you know, got the ball and ran with it, so to speak. So by 1818, he was publishing his version of the hollow earth, which had concentric spheres and it received light and warmth from the sun through large holes in the planet. At the poles, pole holes, baby. <laughs> the poles were getting the sunlight. The sunlight was coming through the poles. They came in through and heated the inside. And I can explain it to you if it made any fucking sense, but it doesn't. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> um, that's just what he said. It's the same way, you know, the they got light into the pyramids with a, an intricate system of, of mirrors. <laughs> It's crystals or some shit. I don't know. Uh, not it water is and the lost city of Zinj. <laughs> the King Solomon's diamond mines <laughs> found by me, Hakamokamoka, former of Romania. <laughs> My name is very hard to say if you don't have a lot of phlegm. Um, <laughs> not water inlets and steam outlets like those dumbass Haley and them thought. Oh, no, no, no. Light source. This was the 1800s, you see. You don't get your name out there at the time without spreading the word because there was no YouTube like we were talking about in reality. <laughs> you had to be crazy on a grander scale, and he was, and he did just that. This dude was relentless in publishing his views, which is really good for him. And we're talking lectures, letters to people that mattered, and his name was a name among names, so people would – would read it because, you know, they knew his name or they knew his uncle, um, articles and papers. Uncle. And then by God, these circulars, these pamphlets, these, you know, anything and everything. Um, it, it was really a, a pretty impressive way that he did it. Plus to spice shit up, he wrote fictional accounts of the hollow earth, including Simsonia voyage of discovery in 1820, which he published under the pseudonym Adam Seaborn. And advocated expeditions to the poles, you know, to find the holes. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because of his constant spreading of the theory, his <laughs> hollow earth 
Illuminated by openings at the polls became the most popularly known version and one that, you know, you could test. Yeah. But uh, humans began struggling to reach the polls in such attempts. I love you say that because um, the most popularly known because he literally was just blanketing everyone with his theory. So it was popularly <laughs> known because it's the only one a lot of them had ever heard of. Right. Yeah. There. Th- even in science classes back then, they're not really focusing on pull holes. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so, yeah, but this though, was. Well, I was going to say you, what you said is like, you know, reach them in attempts. He wasn't just saying this is the, it, you know, believe me. He was pushing to have this tested. I will give him that. Which is fair. Yeah. That's. He's that like, is, he's, he's saying, I need your back. I need your banking. But it was so hard to get to these places at that time. Yeah, even with this uh, viral marketing that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, you know, t- think about um, uh, they're still trying their best to um, figure out how to tame the Arctic. Mm-hmm. You know, um, y- yeah. y- you think of these stories of the ships that sail up there and then just get stuck in the ice and then everybody dies. It, it is. It was tough going back then. Have, did you ever see the series uh, The Terror? No, I think it's an AMC series. It is definitely worth a watch. It's got Kieran Hines in it. Let's see who else. It it, it it's basically the cast of Rome, but they are uh, yeah. um, they are in a um 18th century maybe maybe 19th century sailing vessel, and they go up to the Arctic. There's two ships. Um, they go up there, and I think they may be they may be looking for a Northwest Passage, or they may be looking for something, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of got some supernatural elements in it, but it, it's very interesting to, you know, see they it's a period piece, so they did a very good job with well, this it. This is and, crazy. It's before we were running up there with icebreakers and stuff with ships made specifically for that. Yeah. They would go up there and they would literally get out of the ship, break the ice by hand and pull it. Yeah. Using, you know, donkeys, mules, people, whatever they could. I mean, yeah. just a brutal. It was then they super get brutal. they get iced in, and then they go. Well, we hopefully will live through the winter. Yep, until which is it, winter uh, all starts the time in the spring. Yeah, but you know, the spring is not exactly spring as we think of it, and they usually did not. Yeah, uh, if they didn't get eaten by polar bears or 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 freeze to death, yet high. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, doing all this. He was able to impress two important men who would take his cause further. Yeah. The first was James McBride, who was a wealthy Ohio man. Uh, he wrote articles supporting the concentric spheres version of the Hollow Earth. He lobbied a U.S. senator from <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kentucky, <laughs> to support a bill funding a proposed expedition to explore trade routes in the Southern Hemisphere, where McBride hoped the expedition would continue on to the open pole. Mm-hmm. Um uh, oddly enough, uh, it was Mitch McConnell. <laughs> it is fourth concentric term. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is that old, the bastard. So the senator he had lobbied was actually Richard M. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Dick Johnson, who later became vice president of the United States under the very popular and and still well known everyone knows all about his backstory Martin Van Buren uh, speaking of backstory i actually have him uh tattooed on my back so that's cool <laughs> Martin Van Buren and uh, Polk both of the both of which i have on my back <laughs> 
fighting with gators. Because <laughs> that's the way it goes. In 1828, President John Quincy Adams indicated that he would approve funding for the expedition. So he's getting getting federal funding to do this. (laughs) (laughs) But when Adams left office in 1829, his successor, the bastard Andrew Jackson, stifled a bill funding the proposed expedition. He don't like exploring holes, I guess. Guess not. Guess not. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, sadly, Sims died in 1829 before his theory could really be tested. Yeah. Uh, but fear not, though, because his cause was continued by Jeremiah Reynolds, an Ohio newspaper editor and one hell of a freestyle rapper. <laughs> uh, Reynolds I in 18... 18- I think he might have made that part up. Not 100% sure. I can't really I mean, say he that. He printed all the pamphlets saying that he was, so That's I just true. Assumed. That is true. Uh, <laughs> you're not the sit-up champion of, of the century, but uh, <laughs> a hell of a rapper. Keep going. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> I think uh, didn't what didn't he star in a in a play at the time called Eight Hogsheads? <laughs> in a duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> not eight mile. Yep. They measured things by the hog's head, Brent. That's right. <laughs> eight fathoms. I, I got uh, vomit on eight my- Eight furlongs. Vo- vomit on my, uh, what would he be wearing? Uh, uh, yeah. My tunic on, already. On, on, <laughs> my, on, on my overcoat, uh, <laughs> my, mom, mom's uh, nasty gruel, potato gruel. Mom's mutton. <laughs> mom's Mom's mutton. I, I, Don't I Google know that. Nothing. Don't Google um, that. So uh, this Reynolds guy in 1836, he helped renew efforts for fundings of a southern hemisphere expedition. So yeah. they wanted to go to the ejection point. Yeah. <laughs> he spoke before Congress emphasizing the national glory that would accompany scientific discoveries and expand foreign relations. But he became so impatient with the methodical planning and a series of delays that he was fired from the crew. <laughs> he just wouldn't hmm. shut up. Uh, when can we go? Are we ready? Can we go? Like, fuck you. Get out of here. Like, that's got to be a hell of a of a shitty experience when you, you lobby, you get all this shit going, and then when it's time to go, they're like, yeah, you can't go. That's amazing. But thanks for playing along. I, and here's the kicker. Uh, they've, they finally launched the Wilkes Expedition, which was named after its commander, Charles Wilkes. They did that in 1838, so he yeah. couldn't wait two years. Two years, right, yeah. And that was probably less because he just mm-hmm. renewed the efforts in 1836. Uh, he didn't, you know, I, I don't know how long it took him to get approval, but right. couldn't Pretty wait quick two years. Turnaround, really. Spoiler alert, when the expedition was completed in 1842, they had mapped a landmass where Sims had envisioned a large hole in the earth. Can you guess what they found? <laughs> I give up. I give up. Sweet Fanny Adams. <laughs> or so they want us to think. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth was going to release the real info and was silenced. You heard it here first. Yeah, you know. No. <laughs> silenced uh, by uh, then current Senator Mitch McConnell. But <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> they did uh, officially recognize the world's seventh continent, Antarctica, at yeah. the time from that. So That's kind of yeah. cool. I mean, it was one of those things, and they had a pretty good way of going about it, saying, listen, I think there's holes there. Let's go find out 
even if there isn't, yeah, we're gonna find let's fuck around. That's we're gonna find ways for commerce. We're going to explore. We're gonna find out what's down there. Like it's a win-win, unless you're on the ships and maybe dying. Um, <laughs> they had a pretty good way of, of putting it forward. Just at the time, they ran into some snags in the road because you know when people would come into office after someone else then you know it's a lot of times it's poo-pooing on what the person before you was doing yeah uh, so they didn't Gee, that, find that never happens what's what'd you say <laughs> good thing that never happens anymore yeah no no everything like a well-greased machine now so they didn't find what they were looking for but did the idea die after this well that's a big fat nope and we explore that, the nope, after the break on Hysteria 51. Hysteria 51, explore the nope. <laughs> if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Ah, the Sims theory of concentric circles. Proved at least the South part of it was not true, but it also proved to be the theory that just wouldn't die. I mean, how, even after the North Pole had been reached, this one cat named Marshall Gardner published a jury, jury, <laughs> a journey to the Earth's interior or have the poles really been discovered? Question mark. Because <laughs> that's what you do. You question authority. And I mean, for good reasons sometimes, but. Also, you know, why not make it a pamphlet or a book? In this rousing tome, Gardner claimed that many creatures thought to be extinct were still living within the earth. Paging Admiral Bird. No shit. And why did he make those claims? Reasons. It's not for us to to question him. It's just for us to accept. Ours, ours is not but do or die. <laughs> not to question why. Oh, anyway. Funny you say Admiral Bird, though. Our very first episode ever of Hysteria 51 was on the Hollow Earth and Admiral Byrd and Nazis, as uh, as uh, so many been. Not Kentucky Nazis, just the regular flavor of Nazis. <laughs> he allegedly found that Sims' uh, missing opening, he found that, and saw extinct and never-before-seen animals, and of course, met aliens in cahoots with Nazis. That's what uh, allegedly Admiral Byrd did, and we'd all know this if we had his missing diary. It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> no shit. Uh, True David, as it can be. important question for you. Okay. Want to guess when Admiral Byrd went there what their message for us was? These aliens in cahoots with Nazis? Peace on Earth was all it said. <laughs> Get rid of the weapons, bingo. Like, <laughs> ah, why is that everything? Why is that always the, the response? Well, look who's coming up with these theories, fucking hippies. <laughs> Goddamn hippies coming up with this hollow earth shit. Oh, man. I saying we all need to love each other. Fuck that. 
<laughs> Back to that Marshall Gardner. His idea. <laughs> Brent, Brent's just like moving on. Bingo. <laughs> His idea or belief or wish or whatever you want to call this shit was that the interior was warmed by material still spinning since Earth's creation. I mean, this is like throwing throwing blind at a dartboard right. and hitting it. <laughs> I mean, you just, yeah, right? Well, like, sort of, right? <laughs> there is stuff still spinning in there. And, uh, uh, you know, cool. you can you know, you know can throw so much crazy up. Something's probably going to be true, <laughs> you hope, or maybe not, depending on what they're saying. Anyway, based on the law of centrifugal force, Gardner claimed that Earth was originally a spinning mass of matter. Wow. That's, you don't say. <laughs> then the outer layer of matter had hardened and continued to revolve around a central axis, while wow. the inner layer also hardened and was warmed by heat continually generated by the Earth spinning. Wow. So that's like this two world type shit, one inside and one outside instead of the, you know, crust and mantle and all the stuff like we understand. Crazily close. Right. Uh, <laughs> just one extra world in there, but you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, just one less sun in, <laughs> inside. Uh, then we have uh, one William Reed, who in 1906 published The Phantom of the Poles. Which is also available on Pornhub right now, if you look. <laughs> <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera is there in your hole. <laughs> Inside your hole. Bah, 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 bah. He was promoting the idea that a ship can pass from outer Earth to inner Earth. And he decided one day that the effect of gravity pulls a ship against the interior in the same manner as it works on the exterior. <laughs> this is where you, I think you fall in the hole and mm -hmm. you're falling, you're falling, and then you slow down and mm -hmm. then you start falling up and then you start, and then you slow down and start <laughs> just right. boing, boing, Yeah, boing. who knew? Who knew? Yeah, but um, he claimed that some sailors had already passed into an inner earth without knowing it. <laughs> But he knew it. Right, right. And not to be outdone, modern flat earthers have said that inside the hollow earth, there is a 600 mile long or wide sun. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a. One of uh, them long suns. You know, <laughs> the measurements don't matter. We just got to believe it in our heart. <laughs> you see, it keeps them warm as the outer sun does ours. It's just, ours is only 32 miles above us. There's a 600 miles uh, large. So there's actually maybe larger than ours. And ours is just electric light. I don't know. It's I mean, fun. This one warms us. And if it's 32 miles away, uh, 600 miles. Uh, anyway. David, I yeah. love when measurements are involved in this shit that just make mm -hmm. no fucking sense. Where mm -hmm. did that come from? And why? Like, <laughs> like. You, uh, Get out the bingo cards. I, I just go ahead and check off the, the quantum uh, box. I think I must be immune to aneurysms because I almost just had one trying to figure that out myself. And I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't, I don't, I don't want, oh man. Anyway. Well, you know, we all know this isn't true. Thanks to the documentary, the core, <laughs> uh, where Hillary Swank taught us that inside the earth is actually uh, full of geodes, the size of cities and diamonds, the size of skyscrapers. That is right. And it just takes a few nukes to restart the core. When uh, your experimental uh, weapon destabilizes it and stops it from spinning. I mean, Stanley Tucci, he was teaching us this way back in the day. He's a Tucci teacher. Um, <laughs> Tucci game? I, I love it when ep epic uh, films are, are like, 
there's one of two outcomes when nukes come into play. Mm-hmm. One, it's going to cause fallout and be awful for humanity. It's not an option, but it's but they're trying to launch them anyway. Or two, it solves every problem. <laughs> <laughs> I a love they were, they were doing this. She was a... She was like a pilot for the space shuttle in that movie, and then they pick her to like pilot the ship. And then one dude is working on like the targeting system to be able to see, and it uses like um, uh, Doppler or radar. Yeah, uh, like, like what you use in like a CAT scan, and it's kind of oh. blurry. And she comes in and she's like fiddling with the electronics, and he's like, "Don't touch it," and she fixes it because that's something you know how to do if you're a a pilot for the. Uh, for NASA and the Air Force, you're familiar with CAT scan machines and how to focus <laughs> them. I just, that kind of stuff, I'm just like, oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> have you, since we're on this tangent, uh, have you watched Moonfall? Yes. Yes. What I actually a- liked the idea. I thought it was poorly executed, but I loved the idea. Do you, Do you like the idea of... I mean, I guess spoiler alert for people, but I want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you like the idea of the moon crashing into Earth, or do you like the idea that it's hollow? No, I like the fact that like we were from elsewhere and we seated ourselves here, and it was like a superstructure, (laughs) and they were like waiting for us to be able to figure it out. Yeah, right, right, right. Because there was this evil AI and all this stuff. I like that idea. It was a little too much even for me. It was way too much. It was poorly done. I mean, they have the the moon like taking off mountaintops because it's so close in the orbit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> yep. we, we would be toast a long time right, before right. that. And like it's and also, with gravity. There's like swells and people are flying yeah. up in the air and crashing down. And it it's ripping off part of our atmosphere so there's no oxygen. And- but it comes back. And yeah, it's like... Boy, oh boy, was that one far-fetched. That's what and I'm saying. I really liked the idea. It was just so badly done. There was so much, like, knob slobbing on Elon Musk, too. Did you mm-hmm. get that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't subtle. Oh, my God. Anyways, Moonfall. Jesus. <laughs> Moving <Please> on. No. <laughs> Moving on. Well, anyways... Uh, we're going about these concentric worlds and all this crap. It's evolving, but we need a new theory, right? We need mm-hmm. a new chumpin to enter the ring. Well, here comes Cyrus Reed Teed. That is a name <laughs> among names right there. Oh, my gosh. The Teedmeister released his book, The Cellular Cosmogony, or The Earth, A Concave Sphere. I would have went with a pamphlet. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) PDF, maybe? Yeah, right. Was it around then? Anyways, uh, in this masterpiece, old uh, teeter-totter taught us that that our civilization inhabited the concave inner surface of Earth. Yeah, yeah. Get with the reality, you shitheads. (laughs) We're on the end. Now, the reason we don't realize is because this dense atmosphere prevents viewing across the surface. Otherwise, we'd look up and we could see the other side of it. And, oh, yeah, the moon reflects the larger uninhabited surface of the Earth. It's not, you know, that's what we're seeing there. 
And to celebrate his achievement in revealing to humanity the truth of our planet, he did the sensible thing. He started a religion. He started a religion, yeah. <laughs> Plus, he changed his name to Koresh, the Hebrew equivalent oh of the given name Cyrus, uh, not David, not not quite David, <laughs> um, as the Messiah of, wait for it, what do you think he called it? Um, uh, um. I don't know. <laughs> Christianity, <laughs> not Christianity. He formed a church, started a magazine. My first thought was not Christianity. It was literally <laughs> insanity. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, he, so he, started, he, he formed a church. He started a magazine, uh, The Flaming Cross, which continued to be published regularly into the 1940s. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> and he founded a community on a 300-acre tract in Florida in 1894. Uh, they were just like, come on in. <laughs> and like the all good cults. cross. Mm-hmm. Like all good cults, he lived there with about 250 followers until his death in 1908. Jeez. Uh, and upon that said death, the followers waited for him to rise again as he had prophesied. Guess what? Mm, he didn't. And about four days later... <laughs> Non-believers who claimed to be health officials appeared on the scene and ordered his burial. <laughs> if they had only waited five days, exactly, <laughs> he was just off with his his uh, his time frame by a little bit. Otherwise, he would he'd have been popping. Now he was just scratching at the inside of his coffin until he ran back out oh, of. Uh, man, I guess you could say he was teed off. <laughs> That is Koresh. Um, <laughs> yeah! Ow! Now, not to out, be outdone, back to the Nazis. Uh, and this one is one that we've talked about on here, too. So, as far forward as World War II saw testing of Teed's concave Earth theory. This was really interesting, too, in a weird way. Just in case they wanted to know for sure. So, the Nazis, they, they got a scientist... He aimed a camera at a 45-degree angle into the sky from the island, uh, this one in the Baltic Sea, hoping to catch an image of the British fleet on the other side of the concave Earth. <laughs> and I don't know if you know I mean, this or not, know. but uh, the experiment was unsuccessful. <laughs> I guess it doesn't take a lot of time to try something like that. So. Uh, uh, Fuhrer? Yeah. Uh, it's, it turns out it's not true. Shit. <laughs> Well, we tried. I mean, at least they were talking about, you know, like you said, throwing it all at a dartboard and seeing what sticks, man. They were yeah. the kings of that crap. This this is really just a scratching of the surface of some of the literal vast, uh, vast amounts of Hollow Earth theories and important names. But uh, this the Sims theory is one that uh, kind of caught my eye and, and had been asked for by a lot of people. Why does this idea never seemed to die do you think david is what's the um what's so sexy or or or, or just so romantic about that there is something ironically comfortable in trying to know that there's something that people are hiding from you yeah this knowledge that uh, the earth is hollow or the earth is flat or, you know, the Illuminati are running everything or aliens are the actual British mole royalty. Mole people, mole There's people. mole people. It, there's, there's something seductively comforting about saying, I know the truth. 
<laughs> I am in on it. I am smarter than all the eggheads at Harvard. Right. I am. Uh, I can't be fooled, and therefore that gives me confidence and power over other people. And yeah. even if you're not a part of it, knowledge, knowing is half the battle. <laughs> the other half is red and blue lasers, but knowing is half of it. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's that's one half. It may not be the important half, but it's, it's one half. <laughs> What's your favorite one? If you had to pick one of these, it's going to come true. You have that power. Which one do you pick? Is it the the we're on the curve and we look up, we can see it? Is it the concentric circles? Is it the giant waterfall of steam through the earth? <laughs> My favorite, I think, the one I would I would like to be true um, because I I think the 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 one that we are on the inside, the concave mm-hmm. one, is dumb as hell because. <laughs> All the math you could ever do proves otherwise, and just even looking outside right. to me proves otherwise because there's a curve um, and a horizon where things don't float up in the air. They go uh, 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 under the horizon. Um, they, that's because of the dense atmosphere. Well, we already covered uh-huh. that. Thank you very much. Yeah, sure. That can kiss my ass. So uh, <laughs> my favorite one is that there is a miniature sun on the inside. Yeah. And you can get in there and it's just, it, it's like the Goldilocks theory where it's just hot enough to make life habitable, but not hot, not too hot to burn everything. So that's and, where all the naked Scandinavian women are playing volleyball and just living in, in And you know, they, they, they'll, they'll be super tan because mm-hmm. the sun can't set mm-hmm. down there. It's always going to be in the sky. That's, that's the thing that they can't, uh, um, suss out when in these theories is that. There is no sunset or sunrise. Um, there really wouldn't be a moon either unless it's just going in a circle around it. And, and what's the point? It's just like there's an eclipse. There's not most of the time. <laughs> so, yeah, the sun's always going to be visible. It's going to be a different color. You know, it's uh, anyway. Um, that's my favorite one. I, th- I think it'd be fun to uh, find a hole down into that world and see see what's kicking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe what about distribute you? some pamphlets down there. I, I you know, I, I'm kind of like that too. I think that my favorite. I love the idea that there's just holes into it, though. Just we haven't been to it yet. That's why I don't even know. That's why we can't fly over the pole. You know, that's why Antarctica is is off limits because that's where it's actually at, and they're just keeping it from us. And uh, you just you fly in there, and all of a sudden it, you feel like you're falling, and it reverts, and then you're just in another Earth. <laughs> and then that one can also have the sun as you were talking about. They can be together. We can do them. Mm. We can, you know, choose your mm-hmm. own adventure on that one. Isn't that where Kong lives now? I think we learned in that documentary a couple of years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. And Godzilla had a, some time in there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, that's lots a, of big. That sounds like uh, the world I want to live in. I, I don't know. In I was in my attic once and I found Animal Bird's old diary. That's what it told me. That's all I know. You know, so. Yeah, right by that article by uh, about Chester Copperpot. <laughs> oh, Uncle Chester. Uh, hashtag we miss you. So anyway, that's our thoughts on the the Sims theory, the explorers of the hollow earth, the explorers, uh, explorers of the theory more than the actual explorers or the explorers, and they've just been uh, lying to us. If you guys have your own theory or if you have um, – you want to tell us what your favorite one is or, or someone that was – on to uh, a theory that we didn't talk about. Tell us by, well, a few ways. You can email us weird at hysteria51.com. 
com, and also while you're emailing us, email us your weird stories that you want us to cover on our bonus episodes. You can tweet to us at Hysteria51Pod. You can find our Facebook discussion group at Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. That's actually our regular page. I lied to you. Go to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. That's our discussion group. And uh, give us a call, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. You can hear yourself on the show. You can leave us a voicemail. You can go to the webpage, Hysteria51.com. Click on the microphone there. And also, I'm happy to announce that here in just a few short weeks, coming up very soon, Adventure 3, it's same as done. So you're going to hear the uh, the third in the trilogy of our shenanigans uh, with, uh, well, you know, go back and listen to the other ones if you haven't, you'll understand what's going on. So that's coming up very soon. What you got coming up on your your shows? The uh, Blurry Photos podcast is going to have our annual Ghost Stories episode nice. uh, at the end of Blurry Photober here. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And then uh, Quizbang, we um, have started our patron tournament. So we're having uh, uh, patrons go head to head and we're going to- Duels with alligators. It's patron, very exciting. Dueling with alligators. Yeah. They're asking- the alligators questions and the uh, gators have to answer correctly. Oh, snippy. Oh, (laughs) snippy. Uh, so yeah, that's a quiz, quiz, bang, bang, uh, for trivia. So yeah. Um, fun stuff coming up. Heck yeah. So yeah, the kids, uh, get your emails to us. Weird at hysteria51.com. Give us your calls, give us your thoughts. And with that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been conspiracy bot. Stay woke. Meet sex. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. We'll be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.